Shall we begin? Let's begin now. This is Mrs. Lassiter's list of AP Biology tips. Guys, so today we're going to be talking about reading and note-taking skills in an AP-level science course. Now, a lot of you are already really great students, and some of these skills become naturally to you, but we're going to talk about how to refine them so you can be effective and efficient readers and note-takers in your AP science classes. Now, of course, these skills can be transferred to pretty much any class you're going to take, um, but we'll talk about specific examples for AP-level science, especially AP Biology. Let's go. First off, let's talk about environment. You should be studying in a quiet place, free of distractions, free of electronic distractions, um, and you should pretty much be studying in the same place every time. So let's go find a good spot. Much better. Now try to make your study spot the same every day. I know schedules vary, but the more you can keep it constant, the less distractions you'll have. Now remember, putting electronic devices far away from you is helpful, and as tempting as it is, because we're talking about reading, you don't want to read in your bed. Your bed should be a place for where you sleep, and that's pretty much it. Now let's talk about time. Most of us have certain times when we're more alert. Um, we shouldn't save our reading to the end of our study period. So sometimes some of us like to do the rest of our homework, the written stuff first, and then do the reading later, maybe because the reading has an extended deadline. Or maybe we think we'll read a little bit right before we go to bed. That's actually the least efficient time to read. You should make a time to read right at the beginning of your study period. Maybe mark off 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes. It's up to you. Do that for the beginning, set a timer, and then move on to the rest of your work. You'll be more alert and you'll retain the material better. Okay, so we're all set up and ready to go. Let's talk about what happens while you read and while you're reading for comprehension. Now, um, we've already talked pretty about distractions away. Um, duh, put your phone away, we know that. Music. Now, some people say, I read better, I study better with music. But what your brain is doing when it hears music in the back of your head is actually looking for patterns. And while it's distracted looking for those patterns, if it's a melody, your brain is going to pay more attention to the patterns of that melody or a song you know well, you might actually even sing along. If it's something that doesn't have a melody or something unfamiliar, brain will seek out those patterns and pay more attention to that than the actual reading. So music's we kind of want to stay away from. White noise, however, or calming noises in the background is all right, it's better than nothing. Some people like to study in cafes where there's like a buzz going on, and that's okay too. You can sort of tune it out after a while and your brain will forget it if it's just sort of a constant hum in the background. Okay, now let's talk about actually those distractions that pop up into your head. Now I know a lot of times people are very focused, but other times, even myself, when I'm doing my work, I get an idea for something else that I need to do later. What I like to do is have a jot pad. So in the back of my notebook, I just have a running list of things that I need to do. And while I'm reading, if I think about it, oh, I have to go take my dog out, or I have to do my laundry, or I have to work on this project later. Instead of uh, dwelling on that and keeping it in my head, I'll jot it down really quick and then I'll move on with the reading, come back to the list when my timer is done. Okay, so how are you reading for science comprehension? Um, now, I've asked a lot of you to take notes while you're reading, and instead of like in freshman level biology or regular biology, I'm not handed you a guided notes page. So now you have to take notes on your own, and we'll talk about types of notes in a little bit. But first of all, I wanna talk about digital notes versus paper notes. Now there's actually studies out there that show people who handwrite their notes actually retain the information better than people who do not. Digital notes can be effective if they're done well, but there's a lot of benefits to writing your notes by hand. Even if you have messy handwriting, which I do, it's actually more helpful. Um, scientists hypothesize maybe it's because you can't write as fast as you type, so you have to be selective about the things that you write down. And good notes are not word for word what the information is in the text or in a lecture. Good notes are condensed, they're in shorthand, and um, they're going to be as simplified as possible and still get the information across. So that's really important. 
sign them all if you handwrite the notes you can go back do things to them later on reorganize them highlight them etc we'll talk about that later highlighting is not the best thing to do though all right um, before we read if we want to look at the information in the text most of the science texts that we'll be reading are split up into a very organized table of contexts there's a summary in the back of the chapter that we'll be reading. So it's helpful to read through that summary first and figure out what you already know about the topic. And you can sort of scan through the chapter, look at the diagrams, and sort of analyze where we're going and what we're going to be looking at before you dig in. Now, there may be a lot of things that you don't know, and that's okay, but being able to be aware of what's coming is much better than going into it blindly. Now, some of you are spending hours and hours just to get through a single section of a, a part of our biology textbook, which may not be the most efficient use of your time. So let's talk about how you can speed up that reading process, but still retain enough information to be successful in the class. First of all, one of the strategies a lot of people use is highlighting that has been shown to be ineffective. So you don't want to go through and highlight the textbook as you go of words that you don't know or think that are important. Second of all, you don't want to read aloud or um, vocalize what you're reading, even in a whisper, or move your lips. So if you're somebody who likes to move your mouth along with how you read or read aloud, what you can do is sort of put a finger over your lips as you read so that you don't move that mouth. Um, that's actually going to cause you to focus on the wrong things, um, focus on words that you're already familiar with, and unfortunately it does not help you retaining the information. Another strategy is to get a cue card. Now I don't have one of these with me, but what you can do is hold the cue card as you read down the page, and then the cue card will block you from reading back. So if you start at the top, you'll move the cue card down as you read, so you don't backtrack. A lot of times you get stuck reading the same sentence over and over again because you get distracted or you're not focused, but with the cue card you're preventing from jumping up a whole another section or a chapter or excuse me or a paragraph um, in your text so that is another good strategy so you're also scanning for words that you do know thinking of what you're going to be reading ahead we already talked about that and then finally you do want to make sure that your notes are in some form of shorthand you don't want to be writing out whole words because that will slow you down now as you read you're not taking notes on every sentence you're going to read a section pause maybe then go back and take notes or you'll take notes of an outline beforehand read the section and then fill in what you think is important afterwards. The more that you stop and pause to take notes, the longer it's going to take you to read. Sometimes it's helpful to read an entire chapter, then go back, fill out an outline, and make the notes of the stuff that you think you're unfamiliar with or you think that might be important for that class. Finally, in a science class, you want to focus on three main things. The what, the how, and the why. So let's take a look at an example. Now here I'm looking at a recent part of our lab manual where we were talking about cyclin-dependent kinases. The how at the top is what a cyclin-dependent kinase is. The why is at the bottom for why we need them in the cells, and that's the part that I added for the why. And then the diagram there, how they work, is a good way to demonstrate the how part. Now while we're talking about note-taking, Cornell notes are a very popular style for the sciences, where you put your main topics or questions or sections up at the top, and then on the side you're going to put your main ideas or your section titles with some you know, driving questions, and then in the uh, larger section in the center you're going to write your larger ideas, some maybe some descriptive diagrams, and you can use this by flipping one side over and quizzing yourself on the different parts on the other side, and questioning is one of the main ways to review material. Now another helpful way to design your notes is concept mapping. Now a lot of biology has different processes, so if we map these concepts out together, they're helpful. What we're looking at here is actually a version of visual notes, where someone has already taken notes once and they're going back to synthesize them um, by creating these very beautiful visual notes. And this works for them because they are artistic. It's actually one of my friends on Facebook has been posting her notes from medical school because she finds this style is helpful to her and also to others. Um, interactive notebooks are also good as well, which means you write your general notes on one side of the page of your notebook on the other side of the page you're going to be doing something with your particular with your particular 
notes. So either you are you are writing or you're quizzing or you're creating questions or you are um, working with these particular notes, reading, writing, or doing um, in order to better synthesize the material. So remember, don't just read through the notes once and expect to do well. You want to be able to do multiple things with the notes. So this is a typical thing that they show educators, which I think is helpful to show students as well. And this is a learning retention pyramid. So at the top, um, students who just do lecture will retain the least amount of material, followed by reading, followed by audiovisual cues, followed by demonstrating it or demonstration to them. Um, a discussion, you end up getting 50% retention rate, which is great. Um, practice, though, is going to get a 75% retention rate. And that could be anything from practicing skills to actually practicing quiz questions. And finally, the best type of um, retention of the material you are going to get is teaching others. So forming study groups, explaining the material to someone else, or your friends, or your siblings, or your parents, is a great way to study. Okay, so not to be babyish, but hopefully these tips will help you be more efficient and effective readers and you guys are going to rock it from now on in AP Biology. Thanks. AP Biology is trademark registered by the College Board, which is not affiliated with and does not endorse this podcast. Thanks.